pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Ming Hookup on ESPN Lincoln. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Chilly, cut it off. <laughs> Good morning, Lincoln, Nebraska. Happy Husker Homer Friday. Happy Veterans Day to everyone out there. Bill Hooks, Will Wilson, kicking off on a Friday. Will's in there just touching buttons. Just doing what he does. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for today's show. We got a lot of fun stuff today. Is Moats already on the line? He is. Well, just Moats, hang on. He's anxious. I know. Will and I, uh, we're going to talk to Moats here in a minute. State playoffs, still rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk to Moats. Moats has got a story about where he'll be calling the game from tonight. Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to hear this one. He told me this this morning. Uh, we're also, Will and I, at some point, probably in the next segment, we're going to talk Nebraska-Michigan. We're going to talk Husker hoops. But we have a little, for entertainment purposes only, stories. Last night for the Husker game. <laughs> we're going to tell the story because Will and I were sitting next to each other both on a prop bet during the game. Yeah, yeah, right. First half, I had, I had a number. Will had a number. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about how that went down and the miracle that fell into Will Wilson's pocket. It pretty much was a miracle. How mine did not. Yeah, I did get the game though. You did. Yeah. Okay. Eighteen or less. Oh, eighteen. Baby. That's Come right. Come on now. That's right. Come on now. Then in the ten o'clock hour, Doctor Dane Todd. Have a lot of fun with Dane. We'll talk Huskers, Michigan. We'll talk NFL. We'll go through Big Ten games. All that. Also, throughout the show today, if you're a vet, you want to call in, or if you have someone you want to just say thank you to, call in today. 402-466-3776. 462-466-ESPN, because there's a lot of them out there that go unrecognized. Should do it every day, but today is a good day to do it. Okay? Let's bring on our guy. Bootsy, what's up? Oh, fellas, it's a very, very balmy morning in Lincoln, America. How are you? You can say that again. It makes me angry. You know where I'm from. I've had multiple texts this morning. I bet you this weather makes you happy. Nope. Nope. (laughs) No way. Nope. No way. Pulling out the coat this morning. Uh, Stocking cap. Well, especially when you're Moats and you've got to still call football games. Oh, yeah. Know, that's what we're going to ask Moats about because we've got uh, we've got a lot going on, man. The next round of the state playoffs. Uh, Moats will be on a call tonight. Moats, talk to us about it. First of all, where you're going to be at, breaking the game down, and how yeah. much, how, like how many layers of clothes you got to wear. <laughs> well, let's, let's <laughs> begin with the broadcast setup. <laughs> Um, we we got word yesterday that uh, we are going to be set up outside the the press box at Bennington High School tonight. Outside, <laughs> yeah, 
Well, there's there's me, and then there's another station from up in that area, Omaha, Blair, Fremont. That they'll be there too, and they, both of us are going to be outside. And then um, there will be uh, no extra space for us in the booth at all. And so we're going to be bundled up, no question. It's going to be triple, maybe double, triple layers. <laughs> I, I might quadruple at some spots. Just be safe and sound, of course, and uh, we'll get this game done. I've and you know what's funny is that I've I've done playoff games in very cold temperatures with winds out of the north at thirty-five to forty-five miles per hour, and um, you know this one tonight for some odd reason to me, it, it just this may be the worst. I'm not sure, but there was a game that we did a couple of years ago. Uh, it was a regular season game out of Waverly with Norris, and this was during COVID, and we were not allowed in the press box because of the COVID situation. So Jeez. we had no choice. We had to sit up outside. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, I remember it was 24 degrees at kickoff. It probably got down to 10 by the end of the game. And I just remember um, getting home and going straight to the shower just to get warmed up. Yikes. I had a hot, hot, hot shower that night just to keep warm and i was still frigid by the time i got done so uh it may be one of those nights so but again this is a very important game that's why we're bringing the game to you guys tonight yeah we and we appreciate you doing that so much uh you are a professional and i just uh i wish there would be different circumstances to where you didn't have to stand in the bittering cold tonight but thank you for doing that modes uh let's go back to go ahead sorry Oh, I was just going to say, I appreciate that. And again, that just shows, you know, that, you know, in situations like this, we're going to go above and beyond what we can do to to bring you the game. And uh, if we're going to have to be outside, we're going to have to be outside. Well, it must be a pretty good game if you and other stations are willing to go there and broadcast outside. Yeah, Waverly and Bennington. This is a rematch of a quarterfinal game a year ago, uh, which I believe Bennington won in a shut out um, and on their way to winning the state championship last season. Bennington comes into this matchup undefeated um, and very much possible for them to maybe try to get back into the championship game like they were a year ago. But I, I don't know if this is the same Bennington team on paper that we saw last year that was really, really tough. Now this year they're good. Um, and the reason why I point this out is because earlier in the year, they came down to Lincoln. They played Pius the tenth, and uh, they only led Pius at halftime seven nothing. And then uh, they found a way to get things going in the third quarter with their offense and, and broke things open then uh, to a thirty-five uh, nothing victory, I believe, over the Thunderbolts. And uh, so, right then and there, and that was one indicator to me that showed that they may have some vulnerability to them. But, you know, they've been pretty good in other games. You know, they they took care of business in the quarterfinals last week against a very much improved and -and up-and-coming Elkhorn North football program. So I think this game tonight, um, it it does look like it may be slightly in favor of Bennington. But don't count out Waverly, and here's why. Waverly is a very competitive football team. And in the games they've lost this year, they've only lost two games, and it's been by a total – combined points of 11. That's it. In two games, 11 points, total loss. 
So they got beat by four in the opener against Elkhorn, and then uh, toward the end of uh, September, uh, early October, I believe, it was where Scott's Bluff came in. And it was a kind of an, a back-and-forth game, even though Scott's Bluff had led the entire way, but Waverly had their opportunities, but ended up getting beat by seven points. So, again, this Waverly football team is pretty tough. And, you know, if they've only lost games by slim margins like that, and if they can compete with a team like Bennington tonight, I, I think it, it, the possibilities are endless in this setup. Um, I like Waverly's offense with Trey Jackson, a quarterback. He's very much a, a run-pass option type quarterback where he can work the ball on the ground. If he can, he can throw the ball uh, at times as well where they really need it. And Preston Harms is one of his big targets that he'll look to in the receiving core. And then the running backs you got are Evan Castens and uh, Charlie Johnson. And they use Charlie Johnson in some situations where they get deep in the red zone and they'll let him take it right in and barrel right through the middle of that defensive line to get into the end zone. And and Charlie could actually really run the ball uh, long distances too, just like Castens can. So I think they're good that way. Defensively speaking, they're pretty solid. Um, and this is considering that they lost some key players that have been in the program the last couple of years that were very influential in building this program back up and being a playoff team year after year. So, uh, you know, I think tonight's game will be interesting. The weather obviously is going to be a factor. Um, I, I don't know how much both teams are going to throw the ball. I think a lot of running of the football will probably take place simply because it's going to be cold and there may be a breeze uh, more than anything else. But I think both teams are very run heavy when you look at everything all together. Moats on the other side, uh, intriguing uh, game. When you look at maybe a storyline, Class A uh, undefeated Gretna, they're right back in position to make it back. But sometimes in the playoffs, teams just kind of find their stride, and Creighton Prep maybe have, have done that, and uh, and they're working with something right now. I think right now the most dangerous team in Class A is Creighton Prep. This is a team that had a very tough schedule to start the year, uh, I think they were one and two, or one and three at, at one point early on, and look what they've done. They've really rebounded well. They've put together a solid run to end the regular season. They've done a great job as we got into uh, the playoffs. They took care of business in a ten to three win last week over previously undefeated Elkhorn South. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Prep is just playing good football right now. And you know, for years, Prep has always been that powerhouse program in Nebraska for high school football. It was always them or Lincoln Southeast for years, uh, whether or not both teams were in the championship realm or not. Uh, they were all solid. And, and now Prep is trying to get back to where they can be among those programs once again, because in recent years, you guys have seen it's been Bretna, Omaha West Side, Elkhorn South, Omaha North, Bellevue West, just to name a few that have been very consistent and solid. Um, but I think Gretna tonight uh, will be obviously a big challenge for Prep, and I think Gretna is going to be challenged as well by Prep. Uh, just two weeks ago, we saw Lincoln Southeast. They were going back and forth with Gretna and had them on the ropes at certain points of the game. But Gretna found ways to get back into it. They got a couple of key field goals in the second half of that game to hold on for the win and hold off a late scoring prep from Southeast. And then they battled tooth and nail with Bellevue West last Friday night to get to where they're at tonight. So I think 
I think that's probably the game to watch more than anything. And I think the other game, on the other side of that bracket, that game with uh, Omaha West Side and and uh, Grand Island ought to be fun to, to capture too. We saw West Side last week against Lincoln Southwest, and and Southwest played great. Southwest had a mm-hmm. very good second quarter, and and took control. And you know Cal Newell with a big sixty-one yard touchdown run uh, that put. Southwest in the driver's seat heading into halftime, I thought, my gosh, the, the momentum has fully swung Southwest direction. Southwest got the ball in the second half, but a much different tone. Westside regrouped, figured out what Southwest was going to do. Westside utilized Anthony Rezac as that run-pass option quarterback, and he just he really lit up the field in the second half that gave Westside ultimately that, that two-touchdown win. And it could have been much worse, but Southwest was able to get a late scoring drive going. But uh, but Westside just dictated the second half. I have not seen Grand Island this year, um, but you know Grand Island is another one of those programs like Southeastern Prep. Grand Island for years is a rich tradition in football. You know they haven't won a state title in 44 years, but they've been contenders and playoff scenarios for for years, 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 and have really been pretty solid here the last couple of years and. I'm, I'm interested to see how Grand Island's going to do in the elements tonight up at Omaha West Side against the Warriors. Yeah, I, I think they keep it close tonight, Jeff, to be honest with you. We're talking to Jeff Motes and also Parkview Christian. They're still alive uh, playing in, in the semis tonight. That'll be a 2 o'clock game this afternoon at Parkview here in northwest Lincoln. And Parkview, it's a rematch with SEM, uh, Sumner, Eddieville, Miller, which is out in south-central Nebraska near the uh, Lexington area, I believe. And uh, it's a rematch of a game that they played, I believe it was the second week of the season. That's where Chandler Page of Parkview Christian, he's been their guy on offense for Parkview all season. He got knocked out of the game due to a concussion. And um, and it was one of those instances where there was not a targeting um, penalty issued against SEM. And so SEM uh, managed to win that ball game by a close margin. And I think this is going to provide motivation for Parkview this afternoon. The other thing is with Parkview, they they want to be in a championship setup like the basketball team was in the last two years. You know, a year ago, over a year ago, they were runner-up at state and D two in basketball. Then this last spring or last basketball season, uh, Parkview came back and won the D two state title. So I think the football team wants to accomplish the same thing. So those are two big motivations. What happened to them against SEM earlier in the season and how the, the basketball team has had championship success. I think Parkview wants to do the same thing. I think PJ Book's a good coach out there. They got a, you know, really tight knit community in that part of Northwest Lincoln in that school. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. It would not be a shocker that if Parkview were to come out victorious this afternoon over SEM, but you know, I, I haven't seen it up close with SEM, but I, I, I understand that. SEM's a pretty good football team. Well, Moats, after tonight, we'll have some state finals set up uh, to be held at Memorial Stadium. Remind us of that schedule again, because they get uh, they get a few days off to relax and prepare, right? Well, the the D two or the uh, six band championship uh, for like with Parkview, for instance. Mm-hmm. So, if they were to win today's game and play in the six man championship, it'd be a week from tonight out at UNK in, at Foster Field at the University of Nebraska, Kearney, and they would face the winner between Pawnee City and Arthur County. Uh, so that would be next Friday. So they would keep that consistent week schedule, one-week schedule with their with their games. 
And then the 11-man and the 8-man championships would get a full week off, essentially, from competition. There would be practice, but uh, uh, there would also be, um, you know, for them to work out, they would play the championship games November 21st and uh, 22nd at Memorial Stadium. So they'll play the eight-man games on Monday, the uh, 21st, and then they would play the 11-man games all the way through after that. So in other words, uh, Class A championship would be the first 11-man game that would be decided Monday night, the 21st, and then C1, C2, and B would be decided on Tuesday, the 22nd. So if Waverly wins tonight um, against Bennington, they would play Tuesday the 22nd at 7:15. Mm-hmm. That would be the final championship game of the football season at Memorial Stadium. And, and uh, Moats, what is our coverage going to look like uh, during championship week? And hopefully it's not, like, outside. No. <laughs> I hope they let you, I, you in know there. What? I, <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Foster Field at Kearney before. It's been a long time uh, since I've been out there to cover a game, but they – They've got great accommodations out there at UNK. You know, it's almost like a, a miniature, you know, setup of what Memorial Stadium is, you know, with some booth space and box suites and everything there. Uh, UNL was kind of like that uh, for a long time with their football setup up there in Omaha. But, uh, you know, they got some booth space. I'm sure that if we cover that game, um, we'll, we'll be out there. The, the, the logistics of that have yet to be figured out. That's something that we'll have to work on during the weekend and early next week uh, for sure. But possibly if we can, uh, we'd probably put that on ESPN. And then the Class B championship would be on KFOR on uh, the 22nd of November. And that's what would round out our football coverage. Moats, you're the man. You're going to be able to hear Moats. Uh, no, I'll yeah. tell you what, you guys, you guys are – I, I, let me just say this. I, I, I could tell you that you guys, the, the show sounds great uh, from what you guys cover between Nebraska football, the NFL, college basketball, even Major League Baseball, everything that's been going on in in-season, you guys have done a terrific job. You, you just continue to impress me each and every day with what you guys do on the air. Well, Moats, that's really nice. We appreciate that. We really appreciate that. You make that, it better so. coming on with us. So. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Hey, also, by the way, if I'm reading it correctly, um, not only we get to hear you tonight and your you know your coverage of high school sports that you do you guys do such a great job at. Um, from what I'm reading, I think we get to do the Real Red Reaction Show this week together with me, you, and Will, and some others. Yeah, tomorrow night we'll do it That's after right. the Nebraska Michigan game. Uh, if you want my prediction, I, I gave mine out this morning on the. Oh, sorry, Moats, we're up show. against it. Sorry, Moats, we're up against it. I'm kidding. <laughs> Jeez, I'm trying to help you guys out. <laughs> I know. Uh, what's it, what's your prediction? <laughs> I went 56-28 Michigan. Okay. So you have the not oh. covering. No, that's covered. Is that covered? 28. Well, I thought, well, I thought like, it went up to 31. Yeah, it's yeah, up to 31. Was... We cover. Oh, no. we cover. Okay. We cover. Yeah. Bonus. So. I love it. Yeah, but we'll do the reaction show tomorrow night. It should be fun. Awesome. I'll have Will. Will's going to come over to the house and hang out, so we're, uh, we'll be together. Yeah. And again, tonight's game with Bennington and Waverly is on KFOR. We'll have it on there. Uh, FM 103.3, AM. We'll be on at 6.50 tonight from a very, very chilly northern suburban area of Omaha called Bennington. Well, most man, good luck. It's always a pleasure. I mean, I know you've, <laughs> you've done this. You've been here a long time. I know you have all the clothes necessary to do this tonight. So I'm not worried about you at all. 
I don't have a snowsuit. That's the thing. But I find ways to keep warm as much as possible. Well, good, man. Good luck tonight, and uh, we appreciate you doing that again, man. All right, fellas. Have a good weekend. Thanks, we'll talk to you, too. See you, Moe's. Boy, just a true professional right there, isn't he? Yes. And just a good dude to know as well. Always so nice and uh, accommodating with all the stuff that he does. I mean, nobody knows that how much he really does. Like, you hear his voice and all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Moats is a true pleasure to be around, and uh, just a great dude. I don't yeah. know what to say about Moats. So, uh, hey, let's take a break. We'll shift gears. We're going to come back, tell a little uh, prop bet story from Will and I from last night, and then uh, we'll talk hoops as well.